it was taking a toll on my own health, both physical and mental as well, emotional health. And so after a while, I just, there, there was, there were a few little signs that kind of showed me it's time to slow down, this is too much. And, uh, you know, that I, I started to get this feeling like, you know, I can't handle this anymore. And I think this is something so many women go through nowadays in their work environments, as well as in their own homes, actually, with everything that, you know, as a woman, I feel often we need to deal with. Uh, taking care of the house, taking care of the children, taking care of the husband. Um, there is a lot that um, I feel we put pressure on ourselves in wanting to do perfect, in wanting to do right. The hustle culture that always tells you to give more, do more, and be more, and the pressures that come simply by being a woman has caused us so much damage in terms of stress, burnout, and a feeling of not enoughness. But guess what? You are strong. You are good enough. You have intrinsic value just by being you. You are deserving of your heart's desires. They don't have the power to give you permission, but you do. For a moment, you just simply forgot. By taking back your power and discovering your unique path, the path that works for you, committing to the inner oneness woman that you are initiates a process of wholeness, wellness, and wealth in your life. In this podcast, we will uncover our path of inner oneness women by exploring the feminine principles of spirituality, desire, rest, and connection as our guiding lights. Warm welcome. I'm your host, Linda Houston. Let me welcome a new guest to the Inner Wellness Woman podcast. And it's been a while since I've had guests on. And this is the first time I have a guest since the rebranding. And it's Deborah Kali Matsugane. I'm so excited to have her on. Uh, she's an Italian living in Germany and a certified transformational coach and mindfulness educator with a passion to help high achieving women reduce stress and avoid burnout without compromising their goals. She has the desire to help women find a healthy balance between self-care and their many responsibilities. I mean, isn't that just great? And personally, I've been watching Deborah on her social media and getting inspired by her practical tips and relatable stories that she shares pretty much daily. Um, so I'm so excited to get into your journey and yeah, just have a conversation on how your coaching can help women and help reduce stress. So welcome, Deborah. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yes, of course. So shall we dive in straight away? And sure. I'm, I'm really curious to to learn more about your journey and to share that with the audience. So what was your journey that led you to coaching? Like, how did you come in contact with it? And the follow-up question, what made you then decide to become a coach? Right. So I used to work for quite a few years in, in a very, what I call high demanding kind of work environment 
I was traveling a lot. There was a lot of responsibility involved for what I feel like my young age. So a lot of things to deal with that I also had to figure out on my own. I was pretty much um, directing a youth program uh, that in included voluntary work, service projects, um, as well as some fundraising projects. And so there was a lot to deal with. Of course, I had the staff, um, but it was, it was something that was taking pretty much all of my attention. I, I barely had time for anything else. And I realized after a few years that um, it, it wasn't, it, it was something I was very passionate about. So that never changed. And I'm still passionate about helping others because I felt this, this work, this job I had was the reason why I was able to keep going is because I was very passionate about what I was doing. But it was, it was taking a toll on my own health, both physical and mental as well, emotional health. And so after a while, I just, there, there was, there were a few little signs that kind of showed me it's time to slow down. This is too much. And, uh, you know, that I, I started to get this feeling like, you know, I can't handle this anymore. And I think this is something so many women go through nowadays in their work environments, as well as in their own homes, actually, with everything that, you know, as a woman, I feel often we need to deal with. Uh, taking care of the house, taking care of the children, taking care of the husband. Um, there is a lot that um, I feel we put pressure on ourselves in wanting to do perfect, in wanting to do right. And so that's where I was um, before I started my journey uh, with coaching and mindfulness. It, it was really, I think the, uh, I think COVID when, when that happened was a, a very much of a wake up call for me um, because all of a sudden this whole traveling, this whole um, kind of having always something to do stopped. Um, and so I, it was back then that I realized how far uh, deep in the hole I was <laughs> mm. uh, when it came to really kind of having not taken care of what I needed for such a long time. And, and that's when the journey started. So I, I started um, studying about coaching uh, and mindfulness as well. And this, this is something that really helped me to understand how to find that balance, how to find that healthy uh, productivity that it doesn't burn you out that, and, and that still guarantees a result. And I realized it is possible, you know, it is possible to still be productive, to still be efficient without having to sacrifice your most basic needs and the things you love. And so this is then what I became very passionate about in helping other women in this journey who might be experiencing the same kind of feelings of burnout, the same kind of feelings of overwhelm uh, when having too many things to do, right? and perhaps you know denying themselves a lot yeah yeah what you're talking about it's it's so relatable to to every woman I think what mm. you're saying this um, pressure that we put on ourselves and needing to be perfect in all areas of our life and I I, I was just 
I'm interested to hear a little bit more about your reflection on like why that might be uh, because I mean there's a lot of pressure like societal pressures right yeah. and things that we're raised with uh, expectations that are put on us specifically as women but personally my 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 own personal reflection and and you can also comment on that um is there's also somehow a uh, a something internal that we as women need to deal with when it comes to our own value that a lot right. of times we don't we don't necessarily uh, feel that we deserve the break that we need you know or like the rest that we need even though our body desperately screams for it it's not until somebody on the outside gives it to us that we that we take it so there's there's some kind of like lack of yeah valuing ourselves do you have something to comment on that yes (laughs) so I feel yeah this is a very big topic actually and I feel like unfortunately um nowadays as women there is still a lot of stereotypes and there is still a lot of concepts that society is kind of trying to push on us that we need to deal with just uh you know uh, just the fact that, for example, you know, as a woman, often you're just expected to take care of the house, right? This is like a very simple thing. But if you already have a job, if you already have children, and you know, as you know, and your husband didn't grow up with a kind of mindset that he could help too, right? Then it becomes difficult. And unfortunately, this is the case um, for many of us, which is just the way society has been raising us, the way the, there is this very common, almost like, uh, you know, everybody knows it, right? You're a woman, so you need to cook, you need to take care of the house, you need to take care of the children. And uh, it's not always like that. So I'm generalizing here, but I feel like this is uh, the case um, many times. And this is what, as women, we often grow up believing in as well. And so this is putting a lot of pressure on us on having to do so many things and not just having to do them, but as you mentioned, right, having to do them right, having to do them perfectly. And uh, this is also due to this other aspect that um, there is a lot of emphasis, I feel, from today's society in uh, on kind of spotlighting about how much can we do and all this realm of, you know, the doing kind of aspect. So um, there's a lot of emphasis, you know, how far are you in your career? What kind of job do you have? How much can you get done in a day? And there is a lot less kind of like, there is a lot less spotlight on who you are as a person or on what does it take to actually get to those big uh, goals that we might have or uh, even just this aspect of perfectionism, right? Um, Is this really realistic or not? Uh, Can anybody be really perfect? And unfortunately, what we see often nowadays is that, you know, what's portrayed on TV or uh, just as a general kind of knowledge, it seems like to be, you know, if you're not successful instantly, then you're doing something wrong. And it's, it's never shown actually the whole process that goes beyond, behind reaching those goals, behind that success. It's often not shown. And so we grow up believing that if it's not working, if I, it means I'm doing something wrong. If I, can't, if I can't 
be, if I cannot do things perfectly, then it means I am wrong or I'm doing something wrong, right? So there are both those aspects about this emphasis on what we do rather than who we are as people, but also this kind of realistic expectations that are not really portrayed often uh, in the world we live in nowadays. And so we tend to compare ourselves to what we see around us uh, without noticing actually what does it take um, to get to that point. And also I always say, you know, perfection doesn't exist and it's important to just acknowledge that we're all in a journey and uh, wherever you are, it's, it's good and it's enough. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well said. Yes, this, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that we all go through. And when we get caught up in the comparison, uh, comparing with everybody else, like on social media and uh, which we all do, right, on a daily basis, most of us, mm, I'd say, right. it's, um, it's so easy to get, uh, to get into this thinking that, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I haven't achieved enough. And instead of looking inwards and finding, um, finding that the resources that say that you are good enough, just as you are, like you have this intrinsic value inside of you. You don't have to compare yourself and be like somebody else, but yeah, it's definitely something we have to train ourselves uh, in. Right. right? Yes. So when you were on your journey um, and you mentioned you were on this youth program, like what were some of the signs that you noticed where you were like, oh, I need to deal with this and I need to take a step back? So I think the most clear ones were the signs that came about uh, my own physical health that started to come through, that there was something wrong. Um, either it'd be, you know, postponing um, simple things like dental dentist appointments or uh, some blood tests that needed to be done and uh, it came to the point where because I felt like I never had time for this and I felt like that and that's the other thing that there is often in the mindset of us who are maybe high achievers or we feel like you know we're in this mindset that we always have to do more that we can do more um is that like, I? there is this mindset that I can push more, right? And there is this feeling like, I don't need to take care of myself, I can push myself more. And of course you can, you can always do more, but then what are the consequences of that? And so one of the things that happened to me, for example, is that I went almost a year without knowing I had a lack of vitamin D in my system. And so, you know, for the ones of you who might experience this, you know how much that can affect you. And so when it finally came the time that um, I, you know, I started investigating on this and I took the blood test and I realized like there was almost literally no vitamin D in my system. Mm -hmm. And that was one big sign that I was like, oh, I should have done this sooner. You know, this could be dangerous. This could be something that can affect me long term. And so this was when it came to my physical health, there were some clear signs that I my body was telling me, you know, you need to really kind of take care of yourself. Yeah, but also when it came to the more emotional health kind of aspect, there are some signs that a bit that are a bit more subtle. 
but that are actually significant and important. Things like, you know, not being able to be uh, nice to the people you love because you're just simply too stressed and overwhelmed and you cannot, you know, handle one more relationship, one more conversation, right? And that was happening to me as well. I was not being very kind or being very stressed with the people I knew I loved and cared about. Or, um, for example, you know, tr isolating myself very often uh, when it came to, you know, uh, hanging out with friends or, you know, avoiding uh, any kind of extra social interaction because I felt like I just didn't have the capacity to handle any, <laughs> any kind of other extra thing that wasn't work. And so those are a bit more subtle signs, but they're also significant because they do affect us then when it comes to stress, when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to depression. Um, those things are also real, as, as real as you know, physical health issues. And so these are also something we need to pay attention to, definitely. Mm. So now, okay, so you figured out what you needed that you were not really giving yourself what you needed and you took a step back and you got into the coaching during covid when we all had this like reset in our lives and right. yeah there's like life before covid and life after covid everybody yeah. went through some kind of internal journey there um and um so that's great and so once you were in this journey and you decided to become a coach and you studied and you became a coach how did you figure out your niche or like that these were the people that you were meant to serve? Like you mm -hmm. wanted to focus on um, high achieving women specifically and mm -hmm. focus on stress and burnout. Like, was that, did it come like a clear sign from the sky or was it a, <laughs> a journey that too? Actually not. And um, this is actually, I feel good talking about this because it kind of, it does show um, a little bit of what I was talking about, about this, not having realistic expectations on yourself. And so I did not start uh, with this uh, kind of niche at the beginning because I knew I was good working with young people. And this is what I've been doing for quite a few years. That was my first idea of the people I could help. So I was uh, kind of, I started with working out with students, like university um, age students to kind of help them to manage their time better. I felt like I had a lot of experience with that running this big program and uh, learning different tricks and techniques on how to kind of be more efficient and uh, how to manage your time better. And so this is how I started. But after a while, I realized, you know, this is these are people I can help for sure. But this is something that there's still there was still something missing. And I think that was because I didn't see myself in the people I was helping. And and that's when I realized actually the best people I can help are the people who are going through what I was experiencing when I was struggling. And so that's when. Um, I started kind of rethinking about who can I help the most. And I do believe we can always, you know, if you have a personal experience about something and you overcame it, then that's really the people you can help with because you can understand them. You can really feel what they're feeling. 
And so this is then when I kind of shifted my perspective and my niche uh, into actually finding people who were going through or who are going through uh, what I did so that I feel like I could show them the way um, in this sense, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. It's to serve your 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 past self is the best uh, like avatar for your for your audience, right? right? Because yeah, yeah, all the things that you said. And so, when you when you are coaching these women, what do you what do you experience? I mean, we have kind of touched upon it, but maybe there is something more. Um, what do you experience to be what women struggle with the most? when it comes to these topics, like, yeah, that just keeps on coming up when, when you do your coaching? So I usually do a lot of mindset work and, and that's when it comes to the relationship I have with my own self. And so I think the most, the, the, the beginning part of my work is always about kind of bringing to light what are the thoughts that are not supporting them? And there are so many that uh, are very much related to these expectations we have on ourselves, like we mentioned earlier. And this is, I feel often this big uh, obstacle um, in, in our lives that really kind of needs to be revised. But we, I, I feel like, and this is what worked for me as well, this is what coaching does. It really helps to bring it to light because often we have so many beliefs, we have so many thoughts that are present in, in our mind, in our soul, but we're not aware of them. And so what happens is that we live by them without knowing uh, that they're there. And so, so many times we, we end up being so stressed or so overwhelmed and we don't even know why. And, and that's often because, yeah, there are those thoughts, those beliefs that are at play, but we are not, you know, we don't know they're there. And so with coaching, I help women to bring them to light, to kind of look at them and see, is this something that's helping me? What can I do about this thought? Is this something that's real? Is this something that has a uh, ground to be existing, you know, in my life? And so that that's kind of, the, the biggest challenge I feel with, with uh, the, the clients I work with is this kind of, often these expectations and these thoughts that are present, but they're not brought to light yet. Mm. Yeah, fascinating. And um, so when you, I mean, you already now gave like some, some really good tips on um actually do you think this is something that we could do on a daily basis ourselves I mean of course it it helps to have a coach because then you have somebody on the outside looking in but do you think that when it comes to uncovering these beliefs and yeah just like identifying what it is that's actually running the show behind the scenes is is mm-hmm. it there's something that we can do ourselves in daily life to to deal with this a little bit better yeah of course it does always have to have like it does always help to have a counterpart um but these are things that can be uncovered definitely with a few techniques or especially when it comes to mindfulness techniques there's a lot of those that can really help to bring to light those thoughts and one of the um, 
basic teachings of mindfulness is to be able to observe those thoughts without judging them. And so this is like a, a very key part and those things can be done uh, also by ourselves. Of course, it takes time and it takes practice uh, and it's definitely easier if uh, you have, as I said, like a counterpart, but at the same time, yeah, for sure, they can be done um, also by ourselves, yeah. So for yourself, for your own personal life, when it comes to cultivating mindfulness, do you have some non-negotiable practices that you turn to on a daily basis, weekly basis, uh, just, yeah, to, to cultivate this mindfulness and get your, your mind right for the day? Yeah, um, there's a few things that I started to implement uh, in my day and in the way I think as well that really kind of saved me from the madness of everything that's happening in the world nowadays. And uh, one of those uh, or a couple of those is, for example, the importance of what is the first thing you do when you wake up and the last thing you do when you go to bed. Um, and often we don't think about it, but um, I, I bet so many of um, you listening, the first thing you do when you wake up is to check your phone. And this is what I used to do as well. But I, I, I really recommend, for example, this is what I've been doing for a while now is to, to have, to give yourself time to switch on your brain at your own time when you wake up without adding any extra input which is not necessarily the phone, but it could also be the kind of starting that trail of thought of what needs to be done today, which often that's what was happening to me before that, you know, as soon as I woke up, I had this like flood of thoughts about what do I need to do today? What is still that, you know, needs to be done. But to allow yourself those like few minutes when you wake up to just be <laughs> and to just kind of um, give yourself that time to, to be present. And, and the way we start the day is so important because it does affect the rest of the day as well. And it's very similar, for example, when we go to bed, right? That if we go to bed with anxiety or with kind of thoughts about Again, what still need to be done, that's, you know, I'm making examples based on what I was experiencing, right? There is no real rest when it comes to then uh, the sleeping time after. And so to allow yourself also this kind of time before going to bed to just be, to breathe, focus on your breathing and kind of walk yourself into sleeping without um, just kind of worrying thoughts. So this, for example, one aspect that I've been implementing and I found very useful. And the other one, it's a little bit more about mindset, which is again, this practice of acknowledging the thoughts that are happening in my head without judging them. And this has also been a very turning point for me because uh, the moment we start thinking, uh, for example, oh, I didn't do this today. And the moment we start attaching some emotion to it, then um, this thought has actually power over us to affect us. But if the thought stays as a, as a thought and we acknowledge that it's a thought that's happening without kind of judging it, then we have the power to decide what to do with that thought. Do we want to keep it? Do we want to throw it away? So that's been helpful for me as well uh, in terms of what I'm practicing on a daily basis. 
Mm, wow, thank you. Yeah, those are some really useful tips and I will personally <laughs> make sure to <laughs> implement them more. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up with the, like you say, the daily to-do lists and to just like switch on that adrenaline adrenaline rush which right. only in, is intensified like when you add the, the phone and the yeah. emails and the, the messages um, like the first thing in the morning. And for me personally, I, I've shared on my podcast now that I have gone through a process this year where I kind of felt like I lost myself. And I, a, a huge part of that was because I was not acknowledging what I needed and mm. like trying to implement the things that actually brings me joy you know because life is supposed to be joyful right otherwise it's like if we just go through the motions of our to-do list and we feel stressed all the time it's not even giving us the meaning that we desire right so it's so important to to take that pause and to take a step back and for a lot of us COVID uh, definitely like started that journey for us and um it's important to to continue with that and for sure deborah can help us here and so lastly let's get into this exciting course that you're offering now i know you have a a special black friday deal which is super exciting Yeah, so I um, just about a month ago, actually, recently, I created this online course that is called Successful and Balanced. (laughs) And it's uh, basically a a simple five steps course to support high achieving women in dedicating time to the people and the things they love without compromising their goals and ambitions. Because that's what often we feel like uh, if we take a break, then we need to sacrifice our goals, our ambitions. But I experience that's not true and I don't believe that. And so I, with, with this course, I, I really want to help women to find that balance, find a balance between the, the things we want to achieve and the goals we have, because we all have goals, um, but to balance them out with self-care and with the things that we need and learning how to acknowledge, learning how to recognize what is it that we need. And so, um, yes, this course is ready online. I have a special uh, Black Friday offer now that um, not only not only uh, offers like a half price discount on the course, but also uh, there is the possibility, if you wish, to have a one-on-one coaching session with me. Uh, to help you get started with the course. Uh, I feel like this can be very helpful because often when this is a self-paced course, so it's basically a series of videos that you do by yourself, but it does help to have a good starting point with a coach to kind of help you prepare for the journey and see what is it that maybe you need to pay more attention to during this journey. So yeah, there's a little bit about the course, yeah. Great, yes. And so finally, if somebody wants to connect with you, um, I, I'll put all the information in the show notes as well. But where is the best place to connect with you to talk more about this and see maybe if, the, if uh, they can do a coaching session with you or something like that? Uh, so I'm often on 
Facebook. That's where I post most of my content. I have a Facebook group you can find also. It's called Successful and Balanced. Um, otherwise, Instagram as well. Um, that's also where I am present. Um, so it's easy to reach me this way. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and you've shared so much great content and just, yeah shared of your journey as well and I really appreciate everything you've said and yeah uh, I love learning from you and yeah thank you thank you um there is a lot more I feel to talk about this but of course um I'm always happy um to to be talking about this because this is something I feel is just so needed nowadays and every woman needs to hear this you know that you know whatever you're doing is is good enough just because you're trying, just because you're doing your best and that's all you need to do. And so, yes, thank you for inviting me today. Absolutely. And I think we we should do more things in the future. Uh, I have sure. some ideas. I want to talk with you after this. Um, so, yeah. But thank you so much for this talk right now. Thank all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this new episode. And wasn't that a great conversation? If you liked it and got something out of it, please share the podcast and the message. And if you have any comments or you want to add to our conversation on um, women and burnout and stress and all of the things that came out, just uh, email me or message Deborah on her Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of the information in the show notes and we would both love to connect with you and see how we can support you. And have a great day.